Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. There is no way that I can take it without your love. There is no way I can take it without your love. Thank you, Lord. 
children of God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. We thank God for another privileged opportunity to be able to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's a good thing to worship God. You're not going to worship God too much, children. It's not going to be done. We can worship him too little. We can praise him too little. We can we can obey him too little. But you're not going to obey God too much. You're not going to worship God. There's certain things that, that God just likes. And you're not the things that God wants and the scripture instructs and commands us to do. You're not going to do, you're not going to do too much. You're not, you're not, you can't do too much right. See, if anybody even tells you that, that you're too righteous, they're they wrong. Now, you and I can be too self-righteous, but we can't be too righteous because that's where that's where God, that's all God wants us to do every day, all the time. One one psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. See, when 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 we get certain things in motion that God wants and, and when you find yourself doing it more and more. Now, here's why some people are going to attack you when you find yourself doing more and more of what God wants. Because it shines more light on the less and less or, 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 or what they doing. Understand, when you, you know, it's about like if, if you want a job. You've been on a job 20 years and you ain't been boxing up, but you ain't been boxing up, but 10 packages a week. And you've been on a job 20 years boxing up 10 packages a week. Well, somebody come in there right fresh and energetic and excited from, from college and they start boxing up 50 packages a week. See, if you're not careful, you're going to have your mouth poked out because their diligence is throwing more light on your laziness. 
And see, understand, children of God, the more that I've shared this with you, the more the more obedient you try to become to to God, the more the more enemies are going to to show themselves towards you. See, that's 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 just that's just the way it works. The more we try to do for God, the more those who ain't trying to do for God is going to be upset with us. That's why the world persecutes us. See, our our righteousness, we are the righteousness of of God. Through our faith in Christ Jesus, we are the righteousness of God through our faith in Christ Jesus. Well, just our presence, just our presence, do something to darkness. You don't have to say nothing. Just our presence. Don't light. Does light have to say anything when you hit the light switch? I came down into this church building tonight. It was dark down here. I hit the light switch. Light didn't have to say nothing, and darkness had to, darkness went into a whole new bag once once light came. So understand that just our presence, we as children of God, the Bible talks about we have an aroma to God. There's an aroma that, that we give off as having placed our faith in Jesus Christ. There's a, an aroma. See? And, and, and you and I both know that in the natural, there are certain smells that we like and certain smells we don't like. The smell, I think some of the saints and I were, were, were at, at one mall, walked in between two steak restaurants. How we love steak and the steak smoke was coming out and it was smelling some kind of what? Good right in there. All right. Well, that's an aroma we like because we, we like that steak. Well, you know, you mess around somebody got some corn cheesy feet, some feet that, that some feet that done got stinking and they haven't been washing them feet and they throw them socks right across your nose and hold you down and put them. See, now you're going to be ready to fight. Why? Because that's an, it's a different aroma. Well, there's different, different people have different aromas to God. As children of God, we have a sweet-smelling aroma to God. God, ah, yes, yes, my children. But to God, the world stinks, and it's in need of a washing. It's in need of a cleansing. See, and that's where Jesus Christ comes in. The blood of Jesus Christ, what, cleanseth us from all unrighteousness. So keep in mind, children of God, you know, the more pleasing we become to God, the more displeasing we will become to a wicked and adulterous generation. This is the verdict. Like Jesus said this, not Apostle Brian. I'm just echoing what our Lord and Savior said. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Anyone who does evil will not come into hate the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done or she has done has been done through God. This is the verdict. God done already that. There there's no argument on that. God said, look, that's, that's the verdict. That's how it is, Robert. Folk ain't trying to come into the light now. Folk ain't, one, of the, one of the most powerful parts of the early church that you don't see a whole lot today in many churches you know one of the one of the most most powerful parts of the early church was confession of sin you got you know you had individuals that would be confessing sins that ain't real popular today folk ain't trying to just get their business all out there like that now they ain't just trying to put themselves and see that's why a lot of times you know a lot of times a scandal will come out or a big old shocker or different things because a lot of times individuals be it'd be so much pretense well, if we just go ahead on and, and, and acknowledge that, look, I'm struggling with the lust of the flesh. 
or I'm struggling with, with anger, or I'm struggling with jealousy, or I'm struggling with... If we go ahead on and just put that stuff on out there, it disarms Satan. See, now he can't, now he can't just bust it all. He can't just bust it all out there. Because, see, we done put it on out there. Bible tells us, confess our what? Sins one to another and pray for each other that you may be healed. See, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times we'll do this thing like God say, go on and confess that thing to somebody, get some prayer on it, and get healing before that thing even have to turn into a scandal. You go on and confess that thing, it done got confessed on. You know, one of the saints and I were talking, yeah, yeah, earlier, earlier today, uh, the second, I don't know, I think it was the first service, the very first service we had here, uh, at the Christian Center back about like going on 17 years ago now, uh, we had a, a prophetess that came out. And I mean, she was going deep. You know, she, she had already went deep on me before I had invited her to the place, Children of God, where I was literally running. I took off running about two and three times. I ain't talking about flying, I was running. Her husband was just laughing. He was just laughing because I was coming back like, what, man? I'm like, I've come back. I'm looking at her husband like, what is this? Because she was just in it. She was just in it. Talking about the church that I was attending and, and the jealousy that the, the leadership there experienced because the people were receiving from me and not from them. Talked about family. Talked about, uh, I mean, talked about, uh, I was on my, getting ready to go to China. I owed about $2,000 on my trip to China. She said, the Lord said, China free. Now free China. I didn't even try to send in no more money, didn't try to raise no more money. And all, all I think I knew was I, uh, when it was time to go, I went to, to Greensboro, North Carolina, and jumped on an airplane, flew into Detroit, Michigan, didn't pay a dime. Jumped into jumped on an airplane in Detroit, Michigan, flew about 19 hours into Beijing, China. Didn't spend a dime, no weapon, for about four or five days. Didn't spend in keeping. Some of you all understand my voice. You know, I, you can go on YouTube right now and type in Apostle Robert Bryant at Redemption Ministry. Apostle Robert Bryant at Redemption Ministry, a church of about 10,000 people down in Nigeria. She had prophesied and described the meeting to the T years and years before I'd ever gone down. And I took off. I took off running. When she was prophesying, I took off running. This before we ever even started ministry. She had told me, she said, the Lord said, this is your last year at, at the particular school that I was at. And in my mind, I was like, come on, girl, what's wrong with you? I ain't had much money as these people paying me and classes is wonderful. She said, the Lord said, this is your last year at such and such school. She said, I don't know whether it's is this school year or whether it's 2000? But she said, the Lord said, this is your, your last year. Well, sure enough, ended up being my last year, you know. And I mean, everything she was saying. But we had a gentleman friend of mine that um, now has a, a son that is doing very, very great things. Very, very great things. And uh, making millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, he's doing very well. But this prophetess began to reveal some activities that he was involved in. I'm just saying like that right there. And, you know, it, it, it shook him up. This was during the, during the very first service here. It shook him up. You know, he left. He, he hadn't been back since. He contacted me on the phone. He was like, man, B, why did you tell her? I said, man, I ain't told her nothing. I said, I didn't even know that. I said, I didn't even know she was coming, you know. 
But he, he was just. But but what one of the things that I was talking about earlier is that that little bit of embarrassment because it was embarrassing. I mean, she was revealing. She was revealing some stuff. She was she was going going deep. And I, I knew he didn't like it, you know. I knew he was because I was even like, "Oh my God, man! I didn't, I didn't think she was gonna go like that." But now, you know, we look at this thing in in retrospect because now this this same individual now they're interviewing him all over TV because of what you know what his, one of his family members is doing, and he's you know uh, on salary with one of the you know uh, a very powerful powerful company. And a whole, you know, a whole lot of, a whole lot of great things is going on. But the the point is that that little bit of embarrassment then uh, may have been just what was needed to save a greater embarrassment later. You say, Apostle Brian, what are you driving at? As children of God, we would rather it would be better for us to receive a little bit of embarrassment in something early than a whole lot of embarrassment later. God knows our end. From the beginning, you know, you, 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 and what the parable God is giving me in my, in my spirit is climbing up a ladder. Now, as you climb up a ladder, you know, you can go up, you know, hundreds of feet on a ladder. Well, it's much, much better to, to step on the first rung of the ladder and fall off there than to climb up 200 rungs or 200 feet up and fall from up there. It's a lot better. I'd rather, I'd rather fall from one foot off the ground than to fall from uh, uh, much, much higher off the ground. So, so keep in mind, children of God, that, that sometimes God is, you know, and, and then God says, ultimately, it's better to go through a little humiliation, a little embarrassment right here in the earth than to have to be sent to hell for eternity. So even if God embarrasses us, which sometimes he will, by, by you know, he, he, he's going to, he's going to, it's better to get it now than to have to get a little bit now, than to get it for eternity. The Bible says it like this, our light and momentary afflictions, stuff that be hurting, is achieving in us a far greater eternal glory. Now, that's if we allow God to afflict us and allow ourselves to be trained by the afflictions and, and straighten up in the afflictions, because our, our light and momentary afflictions, if we don't allow ourselves to be changed and allow ourselves to be altered, they can turn into eternal afflictions, and that's what hell is. Now, would you rather your light and momentary afflictions in this life turn into an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, or your light and momentary afflictions in this life turn in into an, an eternal uh, uh, afflictions, which lasts forever? All right, one of the things, some of the things is hollering, eternal glory. I'd rather my afflictions here turn into eternal glory, then my afflictions here turn into eternal suffering. My light and momentary afflictions, because no matter how you slice it, based on what God know hell is like, whatever you're going through in this life is light and momentary. I don't care if you had cancer, you know, terrible, terrible cancer for 25 years. That cannot be com compared with hell forever. I don't care if you're in, you know, body racked with pain for, for 50 years, you know, but they can't be compared with hell forever. So to God, whatever we're going through in this life, God said, look, it's light and it's momentary. Because God said, I know, what's, I know what's on the other side. And also, whatever affliction, light and momentary affliction we go through here, it's worth getting to that eternal glory if we can. 
So so there there's there's nothing worth in this life having to be sent to hell, and there's nothing in this life that can be compared to going and spending eternity in heaven. Capital A in our outline. Now every what we've been working on and we're about to close tonight, everybody's growing. Everybody's growing, either toward that eternal glory or toward that eternal damnation. Everybody, everybody's growing toward one, one side or the other. And everybody's going. Now, God said, Robert, not only is everybody growing toward one or the other, everybody's going to one or another. Thank you, Lord. Capital A in our outline, in our salvation. This is how God wants us to grow. 1 Peter 2 and 2, 2 Peter 3 and 18, capital B, worse and worse. We don't want to get worse and worse, and God doesn't want us to get worse and worse. God, if we're getting worse and worse, you look up and things are getting worse and worse, it's time for a turnaround. I may have to preach that. Put that down on um, It's time for a turnaround. 2 Timothy uh, 3, 13, 1 Kings 17, 17, capital C, in wisdom. In order to grow in your salvation, we, we must grow in our wisdom. Luke 2, 52, Ephesians 3 and 10, capital D, church growth. It's important to understand the church grows in a couple of ways. Acts 16, 5, Ephesians Four and sixteen, and it brought us down to capital E to become. God, the reason why we are growing is we're becoming something. We're becoming something. Every one of us is kind of like what God is flashing in my spirit now is the worm that 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 you know, or the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon. You know, because he's he goes in that cocoon because he's becoming something very very different from what went in. And that, in essence, what happens to us as we are as we are growing and, and, and as we get saved, first of all, see, a butterfly is a new creature from a caterpillar. That's a whole new creature. Caterpillar is one thing. Caterpillar live one way, operate one way. Butterfly, so many guys, look, so many more opportunities. Caterpillar be crawling around on the ground. He can't get up there to get nothing. He can't do a whole lot. can't move real fast. He come out a butterfly. Man, he got a whole new world. It's a whole new existence to him. And that's how it is for us as children of God. You know, when we were unsaved, there were certain little things God might let us do and different things. But now that we, because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away and behold, all things become new. Now we like the butterfly. We off. Be in places we could have never got before. Seeing things we could have never seen before. Doing things. That caterpillar, butterfly say when I was, you know, back in my caterpillar days, I couldn't fly. I couldn't fly, but look at me now. Look at me now. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, as God brings you into your God-ordained destiny, some of you all going to be hey, saying, look at me now. Just look at me now. To become, to become. So when you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? You've got to let God, you got to let God turn you into a, into a, a, a butterfly. Some of, you, some of us want to stay caterpillars. We just want this to remain caterpillars, moving that little caterpillar plate pace, seeing things from little caterpillar. I, no, no, forget that. I won't let me, I, if there's a butterfly in me, even when it's a caterpillar, the potential for being a butterfly is in it. It's just the, it's just the, the appointed time. No, Lord, uh-uh, I thank you for my caterpillar time, because we understand there's a time and a place for everything, but I want that butterfly status. Uh-uh, I'm, I'm, maybe I want that butterfly status. Because it's a greater God got greater places for us. Don't get too comfortable where you at. Mm-mm, mm-mm. See, that's why some of you get bored in your Christianity. Oh, uh, 
And I, I, I see Christianity is most exciting, most exciting life there is. No God got something great coming right up, coming right up. But we gotta, we gotta become. We gotta let God bring us into our God ordained destiny. We gotta expect God to bring us into our God ordained destiny. We got to train for God to bring us into our God ordained destiny. If your Christianity is boring out there under the sound of my voice, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Christianity, man, uh, man, I'd be so excited about stuff. I know God, God got planned. I just got off the, got finished communicating with a couple of our Christian Center Church worldwide pastors down in Ghana. One particular pastor, one apostle down there that came came on board with us. He said, Apostle, he said the the people are so excited regarding your coming. He said, we've never had an international an international speaker come before. I said, man of God, I said, we, we give God praise. I said, I said, we are praying for you all too, and, and, and I'm excited. About, we should be excited. Uh, listen, children of God, listen, there are brothers and sisters in the faith that God got for you to meet and God got for me to meet. There's places that God got for you and me to go. There's things that got, there's lives that God got for you and me to touch. What, what are you talking about? Board of what? There's there's destinies that we that God got for you and me to pour into. Board of what? Board of what? Man, be so excited. Me, I'm talking about me now. I don't know about you. Be so excited. Sometimes can't even sleep. Cash can't even sleep. Like a, like every day. Can you imagine living a life? Some of you all real real excited because you're gonna wake up tomorrow. And get you a uh, bicycle. Wake up tomorrow. Somebody has some some underwear, just your size and the color you want it. Somebody got a, a, a new cell. Get them get a new mobile cell phone. Is that excited? Well, can you imagine every day sleep, going to sleep every day with the eager expectation that God got us some great gifts for me coming up tomorrow or in the near future? Can you imagine living a life where every day that excitement? For for what God is the next the next move of God, mm. it's possible. It's possible. God got an exciting life for you and for me, child of God. You know, I, and I think I shared this with you before. You talking about you bored or you you tired and do, that mean you're lazy. That mean you're lazy. Boredom is a sign of laziness. The antidote for boredom is called hard work. Hard work is the antidote. Just like, you know, sometimes Dr. Jekyll would turn into Mr. Hyde and be running crazy, and they had to give him the antidote, turn him back. Hard work is an antidote for boredom. Find yourself bored. Oh, I don't know. What to do. Get to work real hard then something and see if it don't cure that up real fast. To become... Let's let God bring us into who we are supposed to be. Let, let, let God bring us into who he wants us to be. Let, let, let God take us to where he wants us to go. And we all right back to the leading of the Holy Spirit, because in the leading of the Holy Spirit, all of that will, will manifest. We were looking earlier today. In Judges chapter 13, and we had gotten down to, now verse 24 is our, is our focus scripture. The woman, or Samson's mother, gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. 
He grew and the Lord blessed him. He grew and the Lord blessed him. Now, now we're looking at capital E in our outline once again to become, to become. You've got to, you've got to let yourself become. You can't be fighting what God wants you to become. Now, that's a, that's a miserable existence. That's a miserable existence. You fighting where what what God is where God is trying to take you. You fighting what God is trying to show you. You fighting what God is trying to do for you. Miserable existence. Because what God's going to do is he's going to whoop that hind part. How many times you as mothers out there, you want to have to comb that daughter's hair, that little, that little especially African-American, that little hair right curled up and right tangled up. And you got to get it combed. Little daughter won't fight. Won't fight. Don't want to get it combed. Well, you, now she got a hind part whooping uh, to go along with the, the getting the hair combed. Because we got to get it combed. Can't go out looking like that now. Yeah, we got to get it combed. So same thing with God. You trying to fight what God you trying to fight what God got to get done in you. You trying to fight what what, what God is trying to bring out of you. God said, oh, I'm gonna whoop behind and still bring it out." Paul said it like this: It's hard for the ox what to kick against the pricks or to kick against the goads. Well, what were the pricks? What were the goads? Sharp, pointy sticks they put on the side of the cart. So when that ox didn't want to do it, he'd go to kicking and kicking up against them sharp, pointy sticks and bloodying his feet and tearing up his own leg. And then at the end of the day, still, got to pull the cart. See, you could have pulled the cart with your feet in pretty good shape. Now you got to pull the cart with your feet hurt and your feet bloody. Because you're going to pull the cart. Now, that's, that's not up for discussion. How you pull, you pull the cart with your hind part whoop, or you can pull the cart with your hind part all right. But you're going to pull the cart. Listen, there's some things some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. <laughs> you had decided you weren't gonna do. Now, you 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 didn't. Somebody didn't say nothing. Not with your alpha mouth. I was just I was listening to your spirit. So you need to understand when you get around me, I hear your spirit. You 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 can say what you want to say. There's some things some of you all and there's still. So God said, Robert, there's still a whole lot of them out there listening to you. They done made up in their mind. There's certain things they ain't gonna do. And God said, we're gonna see. God said, because how am I finished whooping that hind part real, real good? They're going to be glad to do it. They're going to be trying to do it once, uh, often and, and early. Mm-hmm. Fix, up, fix your mouth real good, but tell them, God, what you ain't going to do. Well, see, somebody, you have fixed up in your mind, down in your heart. And, I, and you thought, thought the man of God couldn't hear. I was listening right to it. I ain't going to do this right here. And I, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing your heart. Saying, I ain't going to do this right here. And I'm hearing the Spirit of God saying, yes, he is. Yes, she is. And I'm going to whoop their hind party. I done told you, children of God, three things you're going to find with the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you where people is at. He's going to tell you where God wants you. And he's and he going to tell you what God going to do to get you from where you're at to where he wants you. That's called a hind part whooping a lot of times. Hind part whooping. Hind part whooping. A lot of times we, we just ain't going to. We're going to stay right here. I ain't going no further than right hand. Now, for those of you listening, I got my left hand out. And I forget everybody's not, not seeing me on the camera. But over here in my right hand, this is where God wants us. And we done decided we're going to stay right here. Well, time God finished whooping that hind part just right. We'll be glad to come on over here to where God wants us. Now, you can come on over to where God wants you without your hind part whooped. Or you can come on over to where God wants you. With your hind paw up. It's up to you. Listen, Samson, you're going to kill a whole lot of Philistines. Now, you can kill them with your eyes intact, 
with your hair intact, or you can kill them with your eyes poked out and your hair cut down but beginning to grow, and you die along with them. Now, which, which one you choose? Samson ended up choosing the latter. Samson could have killed all them Philistines. He could have killed plenty of Philistines with his eyes intact and his, and his, and his hair and his hair intact. If he'd have listened to God, didn't tell Delilah the secret of his great strength. But he ran right out there and, and did just what God told him not to do. So now God said, what you're going to lose, you're going to lose your eye. What you're going to do, you're going to lose your hair. What you don't want to do, you're going to lose your, lose your life. But you're still going to do what I created you, what? To do. See, what I'm trying to save you out there, children of God, and, and myself too. I'm trying to save you unnecessary hind part weapons. See, some of you all don't understand the purpose of this broadcast. You don't, you don't understand why we're here. My prayer, my hope, and God's, God's desire for you is to, to, this is why God sent his prophets. This is why God sent his apostles, to try and save you and me from unnecessary hind part whoopings. Now, there's certain hind part whoopings we're going to get. There's unheard certain hind part whoopings that's unavoidable in the things of God. But then there's certain hind part whoopings that's avoidable. We could have avoided that right there if we didn't do that right there. We could have kept from getting beat for that right there if we had not have done that right there. Manoah and his wife, when they saw that angel ascend in the flame, look at verse 21. When the angel of the Lord did not show himself again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. And look at the first thing come out of his mouth. We are doomed to die. He said to his wife, we have seen God. <laughs> Manoah, Manoah started tripping. And we're going to die. And we're going to die. And his wife had to settle him down. Wife said, look now, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hand, nor shown us all these things or told us all this. In other words, how are we going to bring the boy up like he told us we're going to bring the boy up if we die? You say, Apostle, what you're driving at. You understand that there are some prophecies that, that God is going to give in regards to your life that you're going to carry that out before you die. Not that you ain't going to die, but you, what you're going to do is you're going to carry that prophecy out first. Boy, was like, how in the world are we going to die? He done told us all this stuff that, that, that we're going to do. He accepted, he accepted our sacrifice. He accepted our burnt office. Done told us all this stuff we're going to do. So how are we going to die? How are we going to die? We got to, we got to do what God has prophesied that, and said that we're going to do. That we got to do. Every one of us, we must do what God has said we're going to do. And then when that is complete, then get ready to, for the upper room, children of God. Get ready. It's time to check out. Once we have done what God said we're going to do. Every one of us as children of God, have, we have a God-ordained destiny. We have things that God has already told somebody that we're going to do. We're not going anywhere until we do that. Say, ah, Apostle, my uncle died before his time. No, he didn't. He died just when God knew he was going to die. Oh, the good die young. No, no, they don't. No, they're not always. When you're going to die and when I'm going to die, God already knows the exact time. God told me one time, he said, Robert, I already know the exact number of breaths you're going to take in this life. I'm like, Lord, come on now. Why are you saying all this? I'm just saying. He already knows the exact 
number of breaths. In fact, I'm one short now because I just took a breath in between. So I'm, I'm, one, I'm one breath closer to that number. God already know the exact number of beats that your heart going to beat in this life. God already know the, the exact, the exact. Because he knows every what? Thing. Wife cool. Cool down. Wife's a cool down now. If the Lord meant to kill us. He wouldn't have accepted the burnt offerings and the grain offerings from our hands, nor shown us all these things. For now told us this. The woman gave birth to a son. Look at that. Just like the, just like the Lord had said. She could have had complications in pregnancy, but she wasn't going to die because the Lord had already said that she was going to give birth to a son. And what she did is she fulfilled the prophetic utterance of the Lord. And what you going to do, child of God, is you going to fulfill the prophetic utterance of the Lord. That's why you need to find out what's the prophetic utterance. You don't even know the prophetic utterance concerning your life. What are you doing? You need to know. You need to know what is the prophetic utterance for my life, Lord. What's the stuff I'm going to do? Because if not, then you find yourself be scared to die. Scared, all scared, scared to die, scared to die. No, no, uh-uh. Lord, tell me what I'm going to do. Then that can cool you down a whole lot. I know I ain't going nowhere till I do that. And if I ain't done that right there, I ain't going nowhere. Uh-uh, y'all ain't going to do nothing till I do that right there. What Manoah's wife understood, well, ain't no dying husband. I ain't gave birth to this boy yet. And the angel did tell me, that I was going to give birth to a boy and call him Samson. I ain't had no boy named Samson yet. So I can't die yet. And you ain't going to die, child of God, till you did what God, till you have finished doing what God knew you were going to do. Woman gave birth to a boy, named him Samson. He grew, and the Lord blessed him, just like the prophet said, just like the angel of the Lord said. Prophet is a speaker for God. Angels speak for God. So they operate in a prophetic capacity. Gave to a boy. And I had looked up Samson. Samson, son, uh, something. I can't remember. I meant to, meant to write it down. But I looked up the Hebrew for Samson. But the Bible says he grew. And the Lord blessed him. Now we talk about everybody's growing, but everybody's not being blessed by God. Children of God, we don't want to we don't want to grow. We want to grow in blessings. We want to grow in the good things that God we want to grow in, in a direction that is pleasing to God. Samson grew and the Lord blessed him. It's when Samson got off track. That God had to do some different things. It's when you and I get off track that God now got to do some different things to us. You say, Apostle, what you're saying to me? Stay on, get on track and stay on track. That's the essence of Christianity. That's the essence of walking with God. Getting on track and staying on track. That's the essence of that's the essence of staying in shape. Get to the size that God wants you to be and stay there. Get to the heart rate that God wants you to have and stay there. Get to the ministry that God wants you to work and stay there. Get to the wife that God wants you to have and stay there. Get to the husband that get get, get there and stay there. 
get to where God wants you. What? And stay there. Ah, uh, Pastor, how long? How you know? How long are we supposed to stay there? Till God tell you to go somewhere. Till God tell you to go somewhere. Samson had gotten to where God wanted him, but he didn't stay there. We can make close this mess. Lord blessed him. He was right where God. You remember I called this from Havilah to what? Sure. Every tragic biblical character that you read about, there's normally a Havilah to sure in their life. Havilah represents where they're doing what God wants. When they get sure, represents where they stop. You find Havilah and Shur when uh, 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 King uh, Saul was attacking the Amalekites. And he attacked them all the way from Havilah to Shur. When he got to Shur, he took Agag alive. He spared the best of the sheep and the cattle. And, you know, refused to, refused to put it there. See, that's where you stop doing what God wants you to do. Now, you can spot some Shur in Samson long before Delilah. In other words, you know, Delilah was kind of like the the, the, the the pinnacle of this thing. But Samson had a problem with Philistine women way a long, long time ago. That was just kind of like a precursor to what Delilah had in mind. See, And this is why we want to get out of our mess before we meet our Delilah. Now, Delilah, again, it's, not necessarily, it's a spirit. Remember, names be denoting spirits. The Delilah represents that. See, he escaped. He met a woman at Timnah, you know, another Philistine town. He was able to escape that, carried the, carried the gates of the city up the side of a mountain, you know, escaped, did all kind of things. But when he met Delilah, Delilah represent your curtains. Your curtains. I mean, that, that's it for you. She mess around, Delilah mess around and get that secret to you. you she's an enemy. And that the, the Delilah represents that that will get your your the secret to your great strength and and uh, 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 cause you to come into uh, serious chastisement by God. That's what the Delilah represents. Can be a man, can be a woman, can be a young. But they, they 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 get you. Delilah's get you. They got your number. They got Delilah's got your number. Right now. Samson is still in Havilah, being blessed by God. Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he was in Mahaneh, Dan, between Zorah and es Estal. He was doing all kind of great things. Ah, moving well. Till Delilah. Delilah brought all that stuff to a close for a while. You know, my prayer for you under the sound of my voice is not that God will deliver you from your Delilah. But that you and I will deliver ourselves from our Delilah. Delilah represents our weakness. You know, that represents that which we know we don't have no business messing around with. That which we know we don't have no business doing it. But we just likes it. Some kind of our flesh just likes it so much. Samson's flesh just liked a Philistine woman now. Parents told him, no, get your girl from, from Israel. No, I don't I want me a Philistine. I want me a Philistine. Some of you young ladies out there, you just like a thug. Thug life, just something about a thug. 
Some of you brothers out there on the sound of my voice, it's just you just like them bad girls. Good girls ain't no fun. Who that rapper sung that song? Talking about good girls ain't no fun, bad girls ain't. Some of you are just like a bad girl. Some of you all out there, you just, uh uh-huh, see? That that we know we ain't going to have any business messing around with. You know, know that, 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 that that right there is poison. That right there is destruction. And our flesh be saying, yes, give me more. Give me more. Flesh be, listen, let me tell you what your flesh is hollering. You say, Apostle, how you know what my flesh is hollering? Because the same thing my flesh is hollering. My, our flesh is hollering, kill me, please. Kill me. That's, that's the message of our flesh. It's really hollering, kill me. Kill me. You see somebody put a gun in their mouth, blow their brains out. Holy Ghost ain't told them to do that. That's their flesh just, just saying quicker. Just, just, just saying kill me quicker. But when you over drinking, your flesh is hollering, kill me. When you overeating, your flesh is saying kill me. Just a little slower. When you, when you, 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 you flesh is, flesh is crying, kill me. Flesh is hollering, commit suicide, commit suicide. Yes, we see somebody take and put a gun in their mouth and blow their brains out. They just did it real fast. Flesh will take a slow death on you. Kill yourself slowly. Flesh will be hollering, add an extra five pounds every year. In the 10 years, in the 20 years, you're 100 pounds overweight. Have yourself a massive heart attack right there in the floor. Your wife hollering and crying, beating you in the chest, trying to wake your flesh. Said, "That's all right. You did just fine. Flesh, flesh, flesh. I'll take a, I'll take a flesh. I'll take a slow death. I'll take a fast death. As long as I can get you. So we got to war against the flesh. Flesh is anything that is contrary to what we know God is trying to do, and anything we know is contrary to what God wants. Flesh, flesh, man, flesh. How you not worshiping God? Flesh of how you won't praise God. Flesh of how you don't want him to give to the work of the ministry. Flesh of how, oh man, flesh of flesh is hollering, kill me. Kill me. That's what your flesh is trying to do to you. Say, Pastor, how you know? Because that's what my flesh is trying to do to me. It wants to kill me. And flesh is real, children of God. If flesh is not real, God is a liar. The word is a lie. Bible talk about the flesh. Talk about that sinful nature. That sinful nature is trying to kill you. It's trying to kill me. It's trying to kill us. The Bible said the works of the flesh are obvious. It's obvious. The flesh, the flesh. What's not so obvious to us all the time, the works of the flesh are obvious, but what's not so obvious about the flesh is what it's really trying to do. And God said what it's really trying to do is kill you. Get you killed. One of the two. Flesh that I'll take either one. The devil, the, the, listen, the devil, he, he would love to kill you himself. He would love that. But he'll take uh, uh, enticing you to do something crazy enough to where God had to kill you. He'll take that too. Because remember, his goal is for to steal, kill, and destroy. Long as you, the devil's thing is long as you die. Whether it's me, whether it's God, I, I would devil like I would like to do it myself. But if I can get you to do something crazy enough so that God had to step in and do it, Devil say, I'll take that too. Children of God, let's become not what the flesh wants us, not what the devil wants us, not what our enemies want us. Let's become what God wants us to be. Let's grow to become 
what God want us to be. Lord, say enough. God bless you, saints. Have a smile. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.